Conquer, the season Ooh. finale, uh, written by Scott M. Gimple, Seth Hoffman, directed by Greg Nicotero, edited by Julius Ramsey. <laughs> Nicotero got to direct both the season, well, mid-season premiere and yeah. the finale. Not, yeah. not too shabby. He did, he yeah. did four episodes this season. That's and I think one reason for that is is that he is doing so much work on this show um, in terms of the zombies that he probably in his contract just said, look, I want to start directing. And then he started directing and they realized he was such a good voice for the show that he, he will become their main director. I think he just got a development deal with AMC, too. So. Oh, I heard that. And I'm like, yeah. I want to work on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really he's he's really passionate about the show and I think his attention to the details is very evident. Well, he mm-hmm. loves zombies. He yeah. Loves Absolutely. And but it, he, it, he he I've met him and he I've met him at several like gore, you know, sci-fi things, events and parties and stuff. And he just lives and breathes the stuff. This is what he's lived for his whole life. He's He's one of those geeky guys that grew up on Fangora magazine and mm. all that other cool uh, from other makeup artists. He he just he this is his he he's living the life. It, oh. It's it's the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just what he does. But I want to say as a director, I think he really sells it, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's he's really great at the zombie blood, guts and gore and all that. But he he really I thought he did some really good stuff this season whenever he directed so well and in the season finale and i'm a fan so <laughs> the season finale and i'm sure kelly will agree with me i hope uh fired on all cylinders they they serviced all the characters everybody was moving where they needed to move or growing where they need to move or in jeopardy where it needed to happen um i guess the uh you know my favorite beats were pretty much the whole episode. I actually, you know, started going through it. And I'm going, I like everything. But, of course, we open up on Morgan. And we're like, yeah. woo here we go. Morgan has smile. become a Jedi. <laughs> yes. Morgan the Jedi. So we, we open up on Morgan. I'm really excited. Okay, Morgan is close to where our guys are. And then this guy sits down with him. And it's like, oh, yeah. The wolves are here. And the banter between them. Uh, do we know who the actor's name was that sat across from him? No, no. He no. was so good. Wherever they found him, it, you instantly bought into whatever he is. It's crazy. <laughs> whatever he is, you instantly bought into it. And he was, you were fascinated by him, but you were so threatened by him at the same time. And then the line, everything gets a return. Mm-hmm. I think is gonna you're, that's gonna be resonating with the show for a little bit, especially with Rick. I think that's uh, the, the, that's the theme of season six. I think that's that's where they're going. So, so yeah. So did you um, all feel he's a true believer though? I mean, I I the feeling I got from him when he was speaking because you said like he was far like the way he was delivering it, I felt like he was almost like you're listening to somebody like from a cult or a sect. You know, oh, yeah. like that's he had cult. like a religious theme. It was almost like a, even on Morgan's side, I felt like we were looking at like at a Buddhist monk or a Jedi Knight or something like there was a Zen to him. And then there's this guy who's the opposite of him. That's got this, like he seems calm, but there's this 
you know, there's energy, there's like violence waiting to erupt from him. I thought Kelly? it was a cool moment. From Kelly. from the guy sitting across from Morgan? What, what yeah. do you think of Morgan? What do you think Morgan has become? Has he become a Buddhist monk in the apocalypse, you know? I don't know if I'd go so far as to say Buddhist monk, because I'm still wondering what he was really doing honking the horn after he put them in the car. He said, I, Lenny James said it, what it was. Yeah, but, you know, I totally saw it as, let's put some zombies around this car so I can get away from these guys. That's the way no, I saw it. it. But it wasn't. Lenny James says that. Oh, he, I know. I know. I watched the. Uh, oh, you did? That. Yeah. You see, but I took it that way, the way he said. I thought he was trying to see if there was any more zombies around because he didn't kill him. He could have killed him. Oh, he could have killed him. And that and he, he should have killed him. And that the contrast I saw was between his action and the wolves was that he made sure that there was nothing that was going to come and kill him and that they were going to remain alive. Whereas what they did to Daryl and, and, and Aaron was to trap them so they could kill him. So I thought that that was showing the polar that that Morgan is not what they are. Well, what, See, what I, you, I got it the way Lenny said, but again, interpretation. But we had to see the after show to, to learn that. Kelly, how did you right. perceive the moment? I actually took it that way watching it, though. Oh, okay. I took no. it that way watching it. Yeah. I just didn't know. It, it, it seemed really weird because, to me, honking the horn would attract walkers. And the walkers, you know, would either get them or, you know, be surrounding the car afterwards. Um, I did watch the after show. I don't remember what Lenny James said, but whatever he did say, I remember it still didn't totally fit with me, for me rather, that I, I just still don't know what he was doing. And regardless of what the actors say afterwards, you as a writer right. know that they don't always reflect exactly what the writers intend. Right. So yeah, I, I, we'll I, see I, next year. I'm assuming yeah. that was in the script because I don't think he would say something that was off script, but I could be wrong too. Yeah. Again, oh no, they know, could. They, they, they could. could. Yeah, they, they could because they always bring their own thing to it. And Susan, what did you think? I well, I thought he was calling walkers I, around I, there so so he could get away. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, and the rabbit's foot symbolizes he he's lucky. Yeah. This is the thing I fear about his character. He did two things that were wrong in this thing. And, there, and then one observation is he, he – I don't think he wanted to kill that zombie that was coming after him. And then, of course, once it found him, he, he tried firing the gun. And then we learned that the guy didn't have any bullets in his mm -hmm. gun at all, which is very interesting. Um, that – that in itself is very telling that these guys are actually killing with knives all the time because that's probably why the W is in their head. And if you notice, every zombie that's captured by them is kind of sliced up as opposed to shot. So these guys are actually hunters killing with knives, uh, which was kind of scary. But this is where he's he's still a threat to our group is he has gone back to his original state that we met him in. And that is he couldn't kill his wife. And he couldn't kill these guys. And it's cause and effect. What he has created, he had every opportunity to take these guys down. He decided not to, which I, I'm glad for the humanity of it. But the fact is, these are, and these are in terms of the way they attacked him, they are killers and takers. And they don't deserve to live on this earth. And by saving them, that they are going to come back. Right. We already saw them do it to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> so. And and just like we learned with Terminus when they let them live at first. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think he's making those same mistakes he did on the first episode of the show is that he, he in his piece. And I totally I, don't get me wrong. He I feel he's a, a Jedi, a Buddhist. You know, he's taking this this mindset of because, you know, it's every time he kills a zombie he quickly cl- cleans off the stick. Yeah. So I don't think he even wants to kill them. He just does it. You know, he does what he has to do at the moment uh, that he's threatened by a zombie. Of course, you have to kill it to to not kill you. Yeah. But I, if he can avoid him, I think he would avoid him. And so he's become this really overly passive person. I'm reserving judgment on that because only simply because um, they tend to, you know, you think they're going one way and they flip it around. I, I saw it as I my perception was that he was more like Glenn now that Glenn picks and chooses who he kills. Um, he does kill zombies and stuff with, with, without care, but he's very careful with humans. So I don't know. I, I, I kind of think they're bringing Morgan in because Morgan's going to help restore Rick. Oh, totally. Definitely. Yeah. You totally. know, mm-hmm. and I hope they don't kill him because I would really like to see Lenny James stick around. I really oh, like his I, character. I, I think he's going to be around for a while, but I am worried about his his passiveness, but his passiveness, you need to show the yin, yin and yang of how he's going to save. Um, you really sense he's going to save Rick, right? We all agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think they've, it's weird because I feel like they've always, like every time they meet up with each other, they're on opposite sides of the coin and, mm-hmm. and they always seem to help each other yes. to some degree. They have a really cool kind of symbiotic relationship and I, I would, I really hope Lenny James sticks around, not, not just because for the character of Morgan being so, so intriguing, but also because he's just such a brilliant actor, and just mm-hmm. seeing him on that cast of, incredibly, I mean, let's, the cast of The Walking Dead is just amazing. Um, I, I really want to see him stick around for a while. I really. Well, he, he's one of like, our originals, you know. Yeah. He is right. one of our original survivors, so From the I first agree. One. Yeah. yeah, and I agree. I'd like to see him be with the group for a while, and maybe even I'd just like to see him. Uh, so we move on. Um, if I skip over, because I tried to just isolate beats, but if there are any beats you guys really loved, because I'm moving on to the Del Arno Foods. Is that how you pronounce it? How do you pronounce it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that whole sequence, I loved. I, I just, you know, anytime zombies are around, you start, you start, you know. Um, you know, oh, yeah. your characters are putting their themselves at jeopardy, and I think they've done a real good job of doing that. But for some reason, I felt it was a trap. And I think if you notice, yeah. as they're walking in, there's little cans yes. hanging off of these trucks. And I, I keyed into that yeah. right away. I went, oh, shit. What's... Like, how did Daryl not notice that and mm-hmm. think something was up? See, Daryl was a little bit... See, I've had a problem with him in 5B because I feel he's been dumbed down. And Aaron being distracted by the license plate, license which I think plate. has been a cute part of oh, his personality, yeah. frankly, the, the collection, made sense. But Daryl was the one who opened the back of the truck. And even I'm kind of oblivious to a lot of stuff. Even I knew that was a bad move. So I feel <laughs> like he's been kind of dumbed down a little. And I was kind of disappointed in that because I would have rather Aaron had opened it because it would have made more sense. Um I that, will say that, that yeah. whole that whole scene, like them going underneath the um, truck and then yeah. Daryl taking them out the chain and Aaron using that poor oh, Alaska so, license plate. It was so kick 
It was good kicking zombie butt, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. it yeah. Was good. Yeah, yeah, Susan. But yeah. It it yeah. was, but I mean that's seems like the only reason that you know that they opened the truck was oh we need so some zombie killing. <laughs> Hey, man, it was Z Nation come to life for me, man. Okay. I would have liked to have actually seen um, maybe if they had uh, they, they maybe accidentally um, not tripped something, um, but that there was maybe some kind of sensor that would have gone off to open it. Or, I mean, I just wish they had done something where it didn't seem like Daryl was being dumb in the moment. Um, well, I, keep it- I liked the scene in the car, too, by the way. Well, keep in mind, though, at the same time, we just came off of a scene with the wolves. Mm -hmm. And so our senses are automatically raised just from them being around the universe. You know what I mean? Being around them. Um, He would have the same raised awareness that we do. Yeah. Because he's found that they found the dead body. I I will agree with you. It would have been better if Aaron would have grabbed, grabbed that because when Aaron leaned down to get that license plate, once again, this is an editorial thing. I had no clue what he was going after. Okay. I was yeah, like, I mean, why yeah. is why is he putting his head right next to the door where the door can go open and, and mm-hmm. something yeah. can happen? So it was freaking me out. Whereas if there was a simple insert shot of the license plate and then he goes, oh, and then he reaches down there, my stress level would have dropped immensely. Okay. <laughs> I would have maybe even given into that and said, oh, this place is safe if he's going after a license plate. But the fact that I didn't quite catch what he was going after just raised my alarm bells even more. You um, know, on that. I wasn't too sure why the zombies weren't pounding on the door, but they uh, right, they, right. they kind of become docile, though, I think. When do they? I, I have a feeling. I get, confused. I get confused with the mythology on the show, quite frankly. But, but if I, they can hear, then when they, they heard, heard the they conversation were, and started okay. banging on the truck... I mean, I won't argue that. I won't argue that. But at the same time, then the yeah. surprise element comes into play, and then they yeah. ruin the surprise of this is a trap. Sure. Now there is some dialogue mentioned um, from Aaron when they were walking in the woods, where he said there was a group, two mm-hmm. men and one woman, mm-hmm. who we had to let go. Yeah, yeah. And that I was Mhm. And if you notice, at the end, the last shot of of that act. There's two guys and one girl with their arms and legs or torso missing. They're just hanging mm-hmm. in, the, oh, in, the, yeah. in the truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like going, I had to stop and rewind and look at that. And I'm like, ooh, I wonder if those are the people. Interesting, yeah. Well, they've also were playing a lot, like the wolves. Like we started seeing the thing about the wolves at, um, at, they at Noah's. At Noah's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that they'd pulled the... Um, the wall down and they had invaded and they found the torsos, the zombie bodies all chopped up with the W's on their foreheads. So we see the wolves have actually, that's like a hundred mile span mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah. And uh, then, I thought it was only 30, but I could be totally wrong. I don't know. That's maybe. Oh, that's right. Cause they yeah. went totally way out and then they came back in and then they kind of went in the other direction. You're right. So they, so they have, they've been roaming and um, they played with the, with the little red riding hood, the guy in the red park <laughs> thing and the wolves tracking him. Oh, and, you know, yeah, I didn't think about that either. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was kind of cute. I thought that was funny. Kelly, did thing... you, uh, I want to know if Kelly keyed into that little. No, bag. I did not think little red riding. Hood. <laughs> I just thought red parka. I was very literal about it. Guy in red parka. 
um, the scene I did want to talk about was Carol's confrontation with Pete. That was awesome. It was amazing. Like I said, <laughs> it's like I could call out every every single scene and her dialogue and what she did with it. Like it would have been great just to cut to a shot of him pissing his pants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it kind of was. Um, what was really great about that scene as a survivor, I, I wept. Um, that's the scariest thing that Carol's ever done on the show. And Oh, come on. No, Killing it is. Was. No, no. And, and Melissa McBride talked about it afterwards that that's the moment, like she said in her, like the, that Carol went out on the porch afterwards and was like, oh my God, I did it. I did it. Because Ed's the monster inside her head. Yeah. And when you face that, you face what she did in that moment. She was standing up to the ultimate monster, the one that's infected her, the one that made her. When she says you are weak and you are small and you were nothing, those are the words Ed said to her. And she's saying them to another abuser, and all abusers are basically the same person. It's really creepy. It's like they all have this. They share the same dark soul. And she says to him, "You are." You know, you are small, you are weak, and you are nothing. That was her parroting back Ed's words to Pete. And that is the scariest thing she has ever done. And when she says, come at me, that was throwing down the gauntlet with him. And she could see the fear in his eye. And she knew that she was stronger than he was. And um, that that moment, just I wept because I know what that feels like. Because the, I mean, I've. I've been in some scary situations in my life, car accidents and stuff like that, but I have never felt fear like I felt when I was facing my abuser because they're in your, they've infected mm -hmm. you. And that is the scariest thing she's ever did. And she faced it and she came out of it and she was on top. She, he was afraid of her. And I, I just, I wept and even talking about it right now, I want to weep because I think that is actually the best scene and the strongest writing of the entire show ever. It's, they yeah. got it right. They sure did. And I mean, it's it doesn't take much like I was bullied in high school and everything. And, you know, to have that moment, too, is it you just I think anybody who has been a victim of anything just understands the self-empowerment and and watching Carol grow and for her to handle it so well. Now, you said she went out on the porch. She was said that a, Melissa that, McBride said in a bonus scene that that was the scariest thing that Carol had done and that she went out on the porch and that was like, she was like, Oh my God, I did it. I faced it. I, you know, cause she as was the, facing uh, Ed. Right. Yeah, as, as, the, as, 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 as the actress. actress. Cause, yeah. cause when Melissa talks about Carol, she says Carol's, she feels Carol's her friend and lives inside of her. And she oh, tries yeah, to, you know, step back. And I have voices in my head, so I understand where she's coming from and that she <laughs> tries to, to let Carol come forward and tell her story. And, and she tries to pay attention to, Carol's moment that was a very terrifying moment for Carol because she's dressed the way she used to dress when she was with Ed Dowdy right. Susie right. homemaker she's there with a casserole she's put on the mask that she used to wear when she was with Ed and then she goes in and she faces this abuser yeah. and he's Ed in that moment and she no, takes I... out the knife and even the way she took out the knife was fumbling just a little bit and then as she puts it up, he doesn't take her seriously at first. You can see it. He's not taking her seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she's a little, little woman. And, you know? and then she aggressively gets in his face, and and she's like, come at me. 
you know, and then when she does the whole thing, like, they'll think you attack me and I can kill you right now. And then she's like, come at me. And she's like, no, yes, no. And then she realizes his cowardice because abusers are always cowards. And she says to him, you are weak and you are small, you know, um, you are nothing. And you know, those are the words that Ed said to her. And she's finally able to cast that off, you know, and, and that was but, just, oh. Yeah, it was, and, and at the same time, being on the outside of her and us watching her, we all know she has that power now to be able to kill him in a heartbeat. But mm-hmm. she didn't and, know until that moment. Um, but she, I, I, yeah. I, I, it's a completely I, I'm, different I'm, monster. It's a completely different I'm gonna, monster. I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to go watch it now. Yeah. Uh, I'll go back yeah. and watch it with watch that it. mindset because I believed I believe in her and I've seen her do – crap that to me messing with this guy is like child's play now it's not though because you know, when it's so. your abuser when you because oh no i get it i i oh, totally oh, get no. it but it's totally me, different me seeing how much she's grown i knew she had it in her but she did before it. she did yeah before yeah. she did her facing an abuser was her facing ed yeah no and that's she's playing yeah. out a whole scene with ed that and, and it's true because i've talked to other people who've been abused like you know i was abused by my father but i've talked to people abused by their mother or their uncle or their grandmother or you know husband or wife and they all seem to be the same dark soul you know they all say the same stuff they all act in the same behavior and they all mess with you just the same way so i just want to give melissa mcbride and who wrote this was scott Gimple, the one who wrote this one? Scott Gimple and Seth Hoffman. They did a great job. Yeah. That, they, right they there. Really captured it. Yeah. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. They really captured it. Well, my, of course, uh, next best scene is the end of the show. So I think, uh, Kelly, do you have any beats before we get into Rick and his big speech and everything? Yeah, just, uh, real, just real quick, the only other thing it, from the scene we were talking about before at, at the food place, the trucks, um, in the car when Daryl was going to get out in the show afterwards, I, I actually, I don't normally watch talking dead afterwards. I just watch walking dead and that's it. Um, but I watched it that night because my cat had fallen asleep on my lap and I wasn't going to make her get up <laughs> so I could go to bed. So, and I kept watching for another hour anyway. So they asked Norman Reedus about, so was Daryl willing to get out of the car and die? And Norman said, no, I don't think that Daryl thought he was going to die. He was going to lead the charge out. And I didn't see it that way at all. And I prefer to see it the way I saw it originally, which was that Daryl was willing to die to help save Aaron or to help save anyone, you know, it just happened to be Aaron in the car with him. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was saying, you know, just let me finish my cigarette and, and, and all of that. I don't, that moment to me did not feel like tough guy. Daryl is going to save everyone. It felt like sweetheart. Daryl was going to sacrifice himself and maybe he'd survive, but that he was willing to take that chance on dying. Well, um, I saw I, it. Uh, I saw it as more though that you don't willfully kill yourself. You know what I mean in, yeah. in any situation. And and I had a long conversation on this on on Z Nation with uh, Garnett, you know, being killed off. But at the same time, there's the possibility of you being killed because you, 
if you don't act, you're going to die in the car. And if you mm-hmm. do act, you're possibly going to die. So your your chances of survival are greater if you at least make the attempt to get out of the car. True. And, and yeah. your chances of success are going to be whatever the odds are. So I did see the smoking of the cigarette of, this might be the end of me, but knowing me, it won't be. Mm. But let me just take this moment. <laughs> and enjoy it just in case. <laughs> just enjoy the cigarette and have that moment, like zen out to where I can face whatever comes at me. Mm-hmm. And then they had that great conversation uh, back and forth. And I, I love that um, that uh, uh, Aaron, right, yeah. uh, stepped up and said, "No, we do this together." Yeah. And mm-hmm. and then and then you learn that Aaron is just as much of a junkie. He has a, he gets off on this stuff too because once again when the gates were sealed and he was outside and safe he's just like wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's a great so there I, is something I, going I, on mentally with him in terms of and that's why he's able to deal with the apocalypse because I think he understands it I think Daryl him are are clean uh, the only difference between them is one is clean shaven and the other one isn't you know what I mean I think <laughs> yeah. they're mm-hmm. both two peas in a pod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they're both sweethearts and I both think they're warriors. And I, I didn't think Daryl was suicidal at all. I think he just evaluated the situation and thought, I have more experience doing this. I'm smarter than he I, is when it comes to fighting. And I have a better shot of pulling them away than he does. He might, you know, because he'd already, they'd already battled. He took out three walkers with a chain, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he thought his chances were better, but I do think he did smoke the rest of the cigarette just in case it was his last one. Right. <laughs> and, and I didn't see that as being suicidal because he said he was going to try. Yeah, I didn't say he was suicidal. I just want to oh, be clear okay. there. I'm okay. not saying he was suicidal. Not okay. at all. No. Okay, I, yeah. no, I, I, I agree. I just I don't have to correct said... that word there. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't think I don't... he was getting out of the car to die either. Okay. I just I just felt like what Norman Reedus said afterwards to me sounded too cavalier. To me, it sounded like, oh, hell yeah, Daryl was going to live. That's not what he said, but that's how I interpreted it. Okay. And when I was watching the scene and the show in, in Walking Dead, I felt like there was more of a gravitas to that scene where Daryl knew there was a chance that he could die and he was willing to take it instead of letting Aaron take it. Not that he wanted to die, not that he was going to die. And, and I agree with what you said, Eric, that your chances getting out of the car, chances of survival are greater getting out of the car as low as they are. (laughs) They're greater. Well, what put them in jeopardy is I would have sat in the car and let the zombies kind of, lose sight of me and then wander off and then try to get out but well they guess said what they could have to cover the windows well, well but at the, but they would have ripped up the seats and they would have done something but what kept them in a panic was that note oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know we can't sit here and wait it out we need to get out of here now mm-hmm. because we're True. screwed if we stay and we're screwed if we get out i forgot about the note you're right yeah I, I thought that it was a, a great moment, and um, I, you know, I had seen where people said that Daryl was going to commit suicide because he was remorseful about Beth's death, and I just didn't. I, I, think, I think that team family has a tendency to evaluate situations and figure out who's stronger and take point on that. Um, Carol going into Terminus, I mean, 
I know. I mean, and she could have died doing that, but she was willing to do it to give the others a shot. And I think that's kind of thematically a common denominator with all of the characters, you know, to some degree, even, even, you know, that's why I felt Eugene kind of completely became part of the family when he took the risk of getting, you know, Tara out yes. of the, yes. the, the warehouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt so like I that was his, indoctr- his, his moment of indoctrination or whatever you want to say, induction. Well, and then what sealed that induction was the moment where they made up by her mm-hmm. bedside. I mean, that was just such a great scene. And what he, and then the way he, the way he said it without any emotion, just using fact-based conclusions is what makes his character so fascinating that everything has to be, it's, you know what he is? He's the Spock of the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> He's yes. Elvis and Spock's child. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, he really is. He is the Spock of the zombie apocalypse. He's just logical. Mm-hmm. What this and, show- it's, and it's where he's C-3PO even. It's just logic. You know, oh, we can't face this because it's point chance of us getting killed, you know, and stuff. But I what think he would have had an like? easier time um, dispatching the zombies, uh, the walkers, I'm sorry, if if he, <laughs> you know, if he were less logical. Oh, of course, but he's a chicken. He, I mean, he well, fully, yes. even in it, even in his conversation of forgiveness, he says, "I am a chicken. You know, I, I do not. This, I used you because I would not have survived without you." I mean, he says it yeah, again. Like, yeah, I am just a total chicken. <laughs> and it was this great, great, like everything was firing on the right, like. All the characters were being serviced and char- character plot lines were being answered that might have been forgotten a little bit. And they were being done all in concise, little teeny moments, so clear and to the point and right on character. There, what didn't I didn't feel like the characters were straying from where they had arced to. They were right on point with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. That's what I was going to say, actually. This episode gave me what I want from The Walking Dead, but don't often get. And I wish in a way that they would go to an hour and a half format, take 30 minutes away from The Talking Dead. I don't care. Um, (laughs) Because I felt like all the characters got to talk. And and the problem with The the Walking Dead sometimes is the characters talk at each other. They don't actually have a conversation. And there were actual conversations happening in this episode um, that had meaning, like Michonne, talking to Rick and when Rick said he had made a mistake and when Carol told him what he had done was stupid (laughs) and 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 then Michonne tells Rick that she's still with him like he had kept her away from the plotting because he was afraid she wouldn't agree with him and she's like I'm with you you know and gives him the gun and if Rick hadn't had that gun he would have died yeah Rick would have died Yes, because that gun beat, saved his life. At what at what beat? I'm I'm forgetting what 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 how, how just refresh my memory because to me he just whipped it out and stopped somebody from approaching. But how did is that how it saved his life? Are you talking about fighting the zombies? Yes. Him? Well, there was he oh. had the, he, oh yeah 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 he, you're right he would have right. been unarmed if not for Michelle yes. giving him yes. the gun. You're absolutely right. I just keep forgetting those beats because, of course, we had that great kill, which is actually kind of confusing 
still to me, even rewatching and rewatching it. I'm not sure what happened in that scene either. <laughs> I, it, it, it's, it I was think gross, but it was... It was gross. Well, to me, I don't think they fully shot it right, and it might have been an MPAA thing, you know, meaning TV uh, uh, things. But in theory, he probably reached in underneath the chin, physically reached his hand all the way up to the cranial and crushed it. Crushed See, the, I the skull from the inside. Tell what was happening there? But I think that's what it was supposed to represent. But all it looked like is that he was choking him, and you know, choking right. a zombie, the head's just going to pop off, and that's all that's going to happen. But I think they were trying to say, no, he's reaching, he's literally digging his hand up through the bottom of the skull, and then getting to the cavity and just crushing it on the inside, and that's where you got that pop. And everything is okay. flowing I, out. I, I, I couldn't figure out what was going on in that yeah. scene. So you just explained something that I completely. And you won't see it because understand. I watched it. I watched it for that. And I don't think they could have. I Once again, this is where probably TV, if this was a feature, a R-rated feature, I think they could have physically shown that. But I think they had to scale back because it was just overly violent of seeing okay. somebody's hand <laughs> reaching inside of. <laughs> this you know this this zombies thing so it always looked like he was just choking him and that was kind of uh bizarre kelly did you did you under did you feel the same way or did yeah you look- I, no i did not look away i i didn't try too hard to figure it out though it, it it made me think that they were pulling a game of thrones from last season oh ago. yeah okay. <laughs> but when they, they crushed when he well, I wasn't going to say skull. who, just in case, the, well, since well, that show is still I on. said when they crushed the skull, that's how yes. I, yeah. you know, yeah. refer to it. I had to so look that's away what from that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't, that look, been, I didn't look in the Game of Thrones. Yeah, I looked right. away. And that would have been, and that would have been even good to see, but I think they've done that before, so they tried to really do something different, but I, I mm-hmm. like I said, my theory is that because it wasn't clear enough they were struggling with some violent issues for television. And so they yeah. kept it sort of way. Cause it was weird. really, it was awesome though. It was really like vile and gross. And then, it was... and then, and then the funniest thing is, is then, then you're like, Oh, they just did that because they wanted him coming in all bloodied again and looking crazy. Like he did at the end of episode, uh, um, the episode, uh, uh, try, you know, where he's just bloody with a gun again. They wanted to repeat that beat. So it kind of, in a little way, in terms of art direction or costume design or whatever, it, it, it was like, oh, really? You're going to do that just because you want him to look like a mad dog again? It's like, Ugh, okay. Well, uh, I, I, wanted, I don't think it was really even all, all mad dog. I think it was also supposed to present him as a warrior. And oh, there was true. a line that, I, I, I forgot to mention this, it's the when he was talking to Michonne, he says, I feel like sometimes I'm still back in that, you know, train car at Terminus. And and that I know he did, he never got out of there. And that immediately clued me into all his behavior since, you know, the beginning of the finale, this the season premiere is that his behavior's been he's been he's not moved on from that moment at Terminus. When what, what he, really what I don't remember anything tragically if he said if he would have said that the trough moment the trough scene i don't moment. know if he said that he said terminus i don't know if he said no he said tar- did he, okay i think he, he did might, say- I might i thought he said the but but also that makes sense because when they were stuck in that train car they were completely helpless with no way to get out well that's true and maybe that's the point he's making is i, I don't want to be helpless yeah and he's still trapped in that yeah. moment you know 
I was helpless once. I'm not going to let it happen again. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, and he's not the one who saved everyone. I mean, you know, there was that notorious sure. line at the end of season four where he's like, they've, they've messed with, the, well, they fucked with the wrong people. But it wasn't them. It was Carol <laughs> that comes mm-hmm. in. And, um, I mean, Dave, that was a, I think they wanted him to look like a warrior because he comes in, he has the corpse. Right. That's right. Zombie, because and he, he wants to prove it. to him. Yeah, he wants to prove to him this is what you're dealing with. Yeah. And of course, the worst part is that the reason why the gate was open was because of the stupid priest. Well, kill that guy off, man. I was hoping he'd go down. <sighs> God, get rid of him. Right, Kelly? Get rid of he him. He tried. Oh, they killed know. the wrong black man. <laughs> Bring back Noah. Uh, <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, but it's good to, but at the same time, then they're all sitting around and praying, and it's like, I'm like, oh, I, I just love the story of forgiveness. I love that characters are flawed and can they can they find their way back from their flaws? Can he can he find God again? He's obviously lost and he he's obviously lost, but then he's also finding the inner strength to be able to kill and survive, which I find very fascinating when he strangled that zombie. Uh, that was a strength he ne- he didn't have before. They take mm-hmm. it one step further. He killed a human. That yeah, but the guy big... was, but the guy was, yeah, and the guy was already bit, so he was kind of giving him mercy in a way. But but he's never been capable of doing anything right. like that before. Right. But to me, mm-hmm. I found that a little re- like he was able to help somebody out of a. But that kind of broke him too. It did. Well, come on, yeah. it would it, it, it break me, you know? Because he's trying. He's been trying to avoid all of that up until that point. Exactly. Like he was walking out without yeah. his. Just like Priest. the people of Alexandria. Yeah. Exactly. So avoiding it. I find him growing and that was good, but he's still, he's unhinged and he's telling lies and it's like, he's a danger to the group. I, I feel that he can belong in the group, but he's, he's, he's too, he's too, he's too, he's staying. He's like, hey, well, maybe that's why I feel the same way about Rick. But the you thing know? was everything has a chance to return. We right, see Tara return, Tara return mm-hmm. to consciousness. Mm-hmm. We see Eugene and Abraham return to their friendship. We see Carol return to her strength. Um, you know, we see Daryl come home. You know, we see Rick become the protector he's supposed to be. There's a re- there's, The theme of return was clear in the episode. They were all returning. And even the fact that Pete comes in with, you know, Michonne's um, katana porch, porch dick repeat please um <laughs> he um is returning to his true self too because he's showing his true face and and carol stops rick because she knows that he can't kill pete until pete fully oh, reveals so his true something. face yeah. i don't think she thought that reg was going to die but i mean i definitely think she holds rick back because pete has to reveal fully the monster he is to everybody there so that when Rick does pull the trigger, they would accept well, it. But well, unfortunately, but, but Reg Rick dies. wasn't. Well, 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 but even with the slicing of Reg's neck, Rick still held back. And it was up to uh, Deanna to say, yeah, kill but him. And that was a big respect. character moment for for Deanna to say that, to say, I am tired of this. I am now I am now crossing that line. But that was you also know? a big moment for Rick because Rick deferred 
to her, which exactly. was showing his cooperation, which yeah. was showing that he was willing to become the the sheriff of the town and defer to her. That was a big character moment. But, for him. but at the same time, I think he felt like he brought in the corpse, right? He slams it down. He says, look, this is what you're dealing with. And I wondered how many of you I have to kill to get you to see that this is what this is part of what you're dealing with. And then and then Porch Dick comes in and he's like, this is the other part of the apocalypse mm-hmm. you're, you're dealing with. <laughs> and and then, of course, when he slipped, you know, and then an innocent man, one of the nicest guys that we yeah. all, that doesn't have a bad bone, almost like a scientist of, mm-hmm. of Alexandria, you know, or someone that we really respect and mm-hmm. don't quite know where he fits in it. But, you know, he's the one that's saving them because he built. He built the fences and he put mm-hmm. up the electricity. You know what I mean? So here's someone of uh, that helped keep this community alive. And so violently and in a way on accident, right? Wasn't it? An it, was to- it was totally yeah. an accident. Yeah. But the fact is that here's this guy who's threatening the group and this is what happens. And these kind of people, and Rick doesn't see that he's kind of that, that Rick doesn't see that he's the same person. But then thanks to his family, his family has been able to pull him back to where they don't look at him like a porch stick. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so then finally the guy does it. And even Rick, like you said, he holds back and he Mm -hmm. defers and went. And I guarantee if she would have said lock him up or put him away or kick him outside of the gate, he probably would have done it. But the fact that she says kill him and he so quickly just takes the shot. And then, of course, who comes? Walking in at that moment, <laughs> mm-hmm. Morgan, yeah. the father figure or the best, you know, that that just the, the voice looks, of reason. <laughs> oh, man, the looks between them. Rick just totally got caught. Yes. <laughs> With his hand in the cookie jar. You know I, what I, I mean? I thought it was a great moment because, again, the character of Rick and the character of Morgan have a connection that Rick has with no one else. And. It was, you know, it was great because I, I, I just felt like Morgan coming into the mix was like the piece we've been missing for five seasons, you know, and um, I was well, really he, pleased. He, he, we all know he's going to be the one to save Rick. Uh, oh, without or a at least And everybody. Or, or, or at least to pull him back. Well, I don't know about everybody. Well. I guess I, yeah, because if you save Rick, you save everybody. The, yeah. the forest stays and strong. And I, I think he'll be he'll be a good influence on a lot of people there. I think he really would fit. I think if he would have found Alexandria first, he would have so fit into that because mm-hmm. he has mm-hmm. the mindset of nonviolence yet can mm-hmm. be violent when need needed to be. Right. Which uh, is what Glenn was outside. Oh, thank the freaking God you gate up with Glenn. Nicholas because. All right. Thank that God was... you brought that up. Yeah, if we didn't talk about this, I am so pissed at Glenn. Cause and effect. <laughs> First of all, I'm mad at the show. Okay, now you're going to hear me beef on the show. How many times are we going to put Glenn in danger? I am done. I am done with, they've done it too many times for me. I'm tired of like back when he had the fever. Um, and then, of course, this season, how many times was he really in jeopardy because of these boneheads? And then now he gets shot. Now, I think we found the answer to where that gun came from. Uh, right, uh, right. Nicholas had yeah, the blender Nicholas gun. somehow had found it and, and had it. 
So then he... gun, porch dick and blender gun. Yes. <laughs> but so... Nicholas having it also solves the mystery of why there was a zombie underneath the rubble of that house where there had never been one before. So you think he was placed? That zombie was placed there? Oh, I think Nicholas put it there. I like that because, uh, uh, Susan, you remember I brought that up, like... All of a sudden, there was a zombie there. You remember how I felt yeah. there were zombies being placed in certain yes. places? Yes. So I'll go. I'll, I'll I'll agree with you on that. Hopefully that is that. Hopefully that is true. Because that see, that I don't was think my. It had, I don't think it had the W on its forehead, and it does seem really close to Alexandria. So I think what happened was he saw them put the gun there from a, like from the woods, and that he went and got the gun. Maybe both him and and. What's his face? Sorry if I his name. Aiden. 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 Yeah. And they, they lured the zombie and knocked the rubble down on top of it as a sabotage because they were never very accepting of, of Rick's family coming in. And I don't see how they were that skilled also to like lead a zombie and place it there. And they have to. So be I don't know. Though. They were running food. They've been getting food and supplies and stuff. Yeah. They I don't know either, but I do. I do I'll just feel have that to accept zombie. it. <laughs> yeah, I do feel that zombie was placed there, though. But the fact is, I, I'm just I'm tired of the show. I, I'm just tired of the show putting. I was ready to let go of Glenn because now he. Re- and then of course they cut away. Three zombies land on top mm-hmm. of. Them, and, and then, then we don't know away. how he got rid of them. Yeah. Right. They, and oh. and that was a huge continuity problem for me. Mm-hmm. Is, me too. How know, do you do like, it? Yeah, and and you know you could say oh he he knows how to do it, but. His, he was injured. So, and we see it in this beautifully choreographed fight, which was great. That fight was perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then you really, you're like, okay, who cares how he got away? Now he's going to be taken down here because he's weakened. Right. And but then. You see, they're playing with us because well, in the of com- what happens in the comic, and I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody because somebody spoiled it to me. But they've been doing stuff that hints at his fate in the comic. And then they've been playing with putting him in jeopardy because I think they really want us to believe he's going to die. Like soon. Yeah, but you can, it's, it's like the boy who cried wolf. You can only do it so many times, and especially in one season. Come on. I'm, this is, I'm exhausted. This, this, I, yeah, I was yeah, kind of ridiculous. tired of it. This is one season where three, four times he was really up for it. And then what really irked me is, I, I mean, I get it. I'm happy he didn't cross the line. But if you're going to cross the line and, and kill somebody, Glenn had every right to take Nicholas down. Yeah. Every right. And to me, that weakened Glenn that he didn't at that point. That, to me, finally weakened him to the point where he does not belong in the zombie universe anymore because he is too weak to be able to take somebody down that he seriously needs to take down. I disagree with you. Yeah, I yeah. think I, think I totally disagree. I think he's making a wise decision because he's aware of the tenuousness of their stay in Alexandria. And he's aware that it's providing a safe place for Maggie. It's providing a safe place for Carl, for Judith, sure. and for I'll all his friends. Two, two episodes ago when no, he was but, but if he kills I buy Nicholas, that If he kills Nicholas, he knows he's putting all of it in jeopardy, especially no. after Rick beat the crap I, out of Porch Dick. I will disagree with you on that beat because... This is why, because they gave us that beat at that um, warehouse. That beat was there at that warehouse. 
In this case, it was dark. It was nighttime. That guy wasn't supposed to be outside of the gate. And if he was found dead and half eaten by zombies the next day, people would just say, oh, he somehow got out. Yeah, or he Glenn was, was shot. Of- right. And they'll, right. they'll eventually find out that Glenn had something to do with it. And well, Glenn not necessarily. You know, I, you know, but pe- I think, but we all know what. I mean, once again, but, if Glenn, okay, let me just say You're touching on this. something that, that, that drives me crazy with The Walking Dead, and it's that sometimes they drum certain things into our heads over and over again to the point where we get exhausted from it. And this was one of them. It, to me, I'm tired of the Glenn and Jeopardy thing, too. And the Glenn, and, and I think they're setting something up because Scott Gimple is a long-term planner. So I think he's trying to drill something into our head for something he's going to do next season. But I think you're right. I do think it was it's, it was too repetitive of what we've already seen. And as a character growth moment, he has already had that moment of this guy. I don't kill just because somebody does something stupid. But the fact is, he then aggressively shot him and seriously tried to kill him. And the fact that he still held off, it, it's just like, no. Nope, setting it, something. You know, Gimple, sending, Gimple is totally setting something up, and he's drilling it into our I, heads and now. You know so what? I, I will be mad until that moment happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay to be mad because sometimes, you know, when, when – I mean, like I've, I've had editorial notes from my editors going, okay – you need to stop repeating yourself because I, sometimes I'm trying so hard to project or lay the foundation for something mm-hmm. that's coming further on. I overkill and then I have to go back and kind of take it out. And I can see we're doing a TV show. That's a little bit, you may not recognize you're doing it because you have different writers writing. No, they know. Episodes. No, trust me. They know. Oh. They know. Trust me because you know, they get into the writer's room. They all sit down together. They break these beats. And this is a very strong beat for Glenn in terms of arcing out his, his, you know, they arc out each character. Okay, right. so at this point, he's going to do this. And then at this point, he's going to get shot. And at this point, even with being shot and half killed, he's still not going to kill the guy. They're and it's like, something. I would have said in the writer's room, or I would have even said in the editing room, I am, what are you doing here? Why, I would have cut out the whole fight, and then just, he would have disappeared for the season finale, and we wouldn't have known his fate. Notice mm-hmm. how I've done this before. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> um, disappeared. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. And the same thing of no body, no thing. I would mm-hmm. have left him as a question mark because okay. I jumped out of my seat when he was shot. I'm like, oh my god, this is the end of him. And then when all the zombies are on top of him, I'm uh, like, uh, oh my god, this is the end of him. And it would have been perfect. I thought that was just not leave... see him after that. Yeah, okay. that would have been it. Just okay. leave him there. Yeah. And no, even though that yeah. fight, and even though that fight was great, and I enjoyed it. It just it stepped us back a little bit because this character is not growing. And anybody who cannot cannot become an animal at some point in the show, because everybody has. Everybody and he, had if that he moment. can't if he can't have that moment, he he is weak and he will not survive. And maybe that's what I'm pissed off about the most. Maybe they're, they're, I think they're building up to that. And I, I and as a writer, I agree with you. I think I would have actually left it at a cliffhanger when the zombies were on top of him and had Nicholas go back without him. I, it would have been like, oh, uh, it would have been said, like, he yeah. said, yeah, yep. he said, he said. Um, but that's me as a writer. That's how I would have taken it. But um, well, you uh, and I could have done did, the same thing. Right. So <laughs> but a different we all, we all saw the end the after credits scene, correct? Well, yeah. yeah, but before we jump ahead, Kelly, what did you what, out of all that anger, you did you <laughs> barely chimed in. 
Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I actually was just enjoying listening to y'all about it because <laughs> I, I'm curious, like we mentioned earlier about where this is going to go with Glenn, especially in contrast to Rick. It does seem like realistically he would have to kill somebody like Nicholas. Absolutely. So I, and I, I don't know what's coming in the comic book. So, and I did, I didn't stop caring about Glenn but I am exhausted from caring. And mm-hmm. when I got to that point with a, an episode with Brienne in Game of Thrones, um, I looked up spoilers because mm-hmm. I just couldn't take <laughs> it anymore. I think we've got, I've gotten to the point with Glenn where I really like his character, but at the same time, I feel they're doing a disservice with him because they keep teasing his potential death. Right. That's and it's making, and it's making us concentrate only on the, the concept of him dying, not on his actual character development. Right. And exactly. I do think one of the weaknesses of The Walking Dead is that they really love, well, Game of Thrones does it too, but I think Game of Thrones does it better where they tease anybody can die. But we become so obsessed with who's going to die on The Walking Dead, we sometimes are not uh, paying as much attention to maybe other parts of the story that we should be paying attention to because we're all obsessed. Is Daryl going to die? Is Carol going to die? Is Rick going to die? Or who's immune? Who's, you know, and, and right now when their cast is so big, like you said, they're going to have to cull it down at some And point. they didn't do it. This was the perfect episode to do it. And it's I like, assume they're going to oh do it gosh. next season. I assume yeah, they're going to do season. it next season. But we could have, but once again, we could have taken out the priest. Yes. We could have taken out, uh, I hate to say this, we could have taken out um, uh, um, uh, Sasha. We could have taken out, we could have taken out Glenn. But so this is almost more of a cliffhanger this way, not culling out the cast right now. So now we're going to spend the summer wondering what happens when we come back. Who and we and we got to stick around beyond the first episode. But you see, I don't think we'd be a I don't think we'd be so obsessed with culling down the cast if they just went to an hour and a half. I really do think they should go to an hour and a half. Um, I, 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 I don't I, know. <laughs> well, I, 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 you get more character. If you, if I, I would get every episode like this season finale. Right. I would be I would fine. Be fine with it right. because it went really fast. I enjoyed it. I really liked the character moments a lot. I do think they, we agree with the thing with Glenn. I liked seeing Rick and Michonne talk to each other like friends again. I mm-hmm. really miss that. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I want to tone down the cast is because I want these moments. So I, your, your instincts of saying an hour and a half might be correct, but they can, you know, the show is moving really slow. They can have these moments with all of the characters in each episode. And that's why when they divided up, the characters in season four. I'm starting to lose track of which season it was. It was you know, four, it was right? Four. Yeah, I, I was. One, I, I, but I was one of the people that really enjoyed that because I could spend the time and get the character growth and have something unique happen. And then people would say, "No, no, no!" But the whole time that's going on, I'm freaking out because I think somebody else is dying. And I'm like, "Well, no. The way they've structured it is at this moment." This, this is the story you're seeing. And at this moment, this is the story you're seeing. Like, they're all in the same timeline. And these events, the episodes are over, are on top of us. And parallel universes happening at the same time. So everybody was going through their their stuff right. at the same time. But we, but got, to, we got to people. concentrate. We, we, how could it confuse people? We knew it, they were it, separated. It conf- no, it confused a lot of people. A lot of people thought oh, that Daryl and Beth were together for months and months instead of two days. 
you know, well, Tyrese and fire, Carol. You see the fire and you see like certain. Oh, I agree with you. I caught that, but other people didn't. And well, like, that's called, you know what I say to that? That's called stupid people watching the show. <laughs> and I run into Should it all any the time. You said that to me. You're I not know. stupid. You're not well, stupid. Not what everyone I mean is a is, careful viewer. What I mean is that, um, we get this a lot in the cutting room is like, oh, the, the people will never notice that or they won't care about that or they're too <laughs> stupid to know. And it, that kind of mentality drives me nuts because I want people to have to really think about the show. I want people to have to really go back and watch I the show that. over and over and over. But for every every episode like The Grove, with which was mind blowing. You get one like still, which is Beth getting drunk. So yeah. I don't think it was really <laughs> always that strong of a thing for to have, have them split up. But I, I mean, if you have to call the cast down to give me more moments like Rick and Michonne talking to each other or Maggie and Sasha talking to each other or Abraham and, and Eugene making up or Daryl. I miss the Daryl and Carol interaction because those are two people who they're they're kindred spirits. They're besties. They they totally get each other. They're yin and yang. They're like Morgan and Rick. And and we didn't get to see hardly anything of that after that one episode where she told him, you have to feel it. Um, and, and what's interesting is she, in her bag, she's been carrying mementos of people that have died that were important to her. I thought that was really intriguing. Yeah. I don't know if y'all caught that, but, um, but I, I, there, there was, I wish every episode of the walking dead was, like this one, except for the Glenn stuff. Um, I, I agree. No, I agree. I agree. I really do. Because even like the end scene where, you know, Michonne's going to put her katana back up and thinks better of it and takes it back down. And then we see the wolves gathering up the zombies back into the mm -hmm. trucks with the rave for zombies. Oh, that was so um, cool. What a great teaser that was for season six, because you mm -hmm. kind of can see where it's going. You know, that, that those were the yeah. little. You know, the wolves are coming because they find the photos. And what mm -hmm. photo do they find? Because you remember the photos that were of no people. Yeah. Remember, there were no people in Alexandria. And all of a sudden, here's Rick and Carl in the photo. And you're like going, uh-oh. Yeah. Because well, Aaron had listened to them. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. I'm sure if they hadn't seen that, if they had seen just photos of an empty Alexandria, I don't think they would go to check it out. But the fact that they find people. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, where there's people, there's food and stuff for us to play with. So let's uh, let's sit out. So you know that evil is coming. But Michonne, that was, was such, you know, once again, <laughs> writing a moment that you can totally see Michonne revert back to the way we first saw her. Here she is yeah. putting her sword away, and then she takes a, takes that in and just says, I'm not safe here anymore. I, I think they did a great job with this episode. And like I said, this episode kind of made the previous ones better um, because you can kind of retroactively go back and see things that maybe you missed. Like, cause I was bored through, but after seeing the last one, I go, I got it. I got that. I got that. Um, Gimple, see, and I his, never get bored. I never get bored with the season because I, I know that they're building to something and they did, they did what they, they did what I thought they were doing. This is a binge watch show. I think yeah. I really I'm starting to think this is a binge watch show. Um, I I really think that Scott Gimple has a game plan. I think he knows where he's going. I think he's laying the foundation for it. I, 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 I've always liked him as a writer. I thought before he became the showrunner, he wrote some of the better episodes. And I, I feel like um, 
I, the only weakness I think of this last four se four episodes was the fact that I think they assumed that we knew more than we did because I think maybe they right. think everybody's a comic writer or maybe right. because they have the comic in their head they didn't realize that they were missing certain beats that non-comic readers really needed there were certain things that I really needed that I didn't get especially in the Jesse Rick storyline I, I, I yeah. feel there is a lot of missed There's stuff more. there um, like. but overall the Sasha stuff it just I mean I just like Sasha laying on the zombies. What a freaking great moment. Mm -hmm. That's know? a comic book moment though, isn't it? I have no, no clue. No, she's not in the comic. Oh, she's oh, not? Oh, she's not? Oh, oh I didn't God. know that. I didn't know that. Because I thought that image, when they did the image, I'm like, oh, this but, must yeah, be a comic yeah, it's a great image. image, yeah. That's not in the comic at all? I, no, I don't think so. Wow. That was, such a, oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Oh. Right, Kelly? That... Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelly, I do have a question for you. What, what what did you think of the wolves? Like, do you have any, like, I'm confused by them, but I thought maybe, did, did you feel like there's anything, like, showing us who these people really are, or do you think we're just going to have to wait till season six? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they're doing it for fun, what, what they're really after, who do they belong to. I sort of had the feeling that there's a bigger group, and mm -hmm. they are underlings i just i don't know i honestly i've i was watching this last season um more like sitting back observing and not trying to overtax myself <laughs> guessing too much um so i haven't done all the analysis that y'all are doing <laughs> i think i'm enjoying it it doesn't mean i'm enjoying every minute mm -hmm. but um I don't know. Just, yeah, because I, I, I have no idea what's coming. There are things that bug me and then things like that that I'm just curious about where on earth is this going to go. Was 5A better than 5B or do you think 5B was better? I think 5B was better. <sighs> I think I... Yeah, I think I preferred the second half, the, these last eight as well. I was happy about Terminus ending so quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. In one episode, I, basically. Yeah, I sort of thought that was going to go on longer. Um, I didn't like, I, I wish that the hospital stuff had been less long. I mean, it was, it was all horrifying. I think that's why I wanted out of the, the hospital last, you know, the first half, whatever, with Beth there. But I never minded Beth the way everyone else seems to. <laughs> I don't mind her either. Okay. Yes, yeah, I think Beth was done a disservice and Kirkman even said that she was whatever they wanted or needed her to be from episode to episode. So she never really had a set personality. And I think Gimple tried to resolve that before she left and the show. Did. And he I think did. he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the, the I, I, I hated the way she died. I wish she had hit her in the carotid and actually got the kill and not Daryl. I wish that she had actually killed Dawn before getting killed. But, um, that well, was like I said, I always saw it as an accident, though. I it was, you know, it was an accident that she got killed. So, I, I think it was an accident, but at the same time, well, I she think... did stab her though. She wanted to kill her. Yeah, no, but she right. stabbed her in the body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have rather she'd aimed higher and hit her in the throat, so that Dawn shooting her would have been even more uh, reflexive. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. You know, so that Beth would have gotten the kill by killing Dawn, and. Um, because I think it would have been safer for team family if the two people that were interacting with each other died together 
and then Daryl wouldn't have been responsible for killing Dawn and creating an even more tense situation. But that's just my writer brain rewriting because I liked <laughs> I, I liked what they had done with Beth, and I, I hated the way I hated the way she died. I mean, it really bothered me. But so, um, Eric, is there yeah. any? Is there a last? Thing a last hurrah! Uh, yeah. Raise your hand if you're back for season. What is it? Six? I get so yeah, confused. Season six, season six yeah. of. And then, okay, uh, the one thing we, we have to look forward before season six is the season one of, what's it called? Uh, oh, Fear, Fear, of the, Walking Walking Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, my God. And you know what? They say it's it, a it, horrible title, but. <laughs> it, it works. We'll see. No, it's horrible. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's a bad title. I wish they changed it before it premieres. Uh, well, but we'll the, see the, what the happens. Cool, the cool thing about that one is we'll get to see an outbreak. Mm-hmm. That's and then that's something we never saw on The Walking Dead or Z Nation. Um, mm-hmm. We get to see an actual the actual outbreak and people's reaction to it, and I think that's going to be really, really cool. I think, I think I'm, I think I'm going to binge watch six. I think I'm going to uh, wait till the season, the mid season finale, then watch the first eight, and then do the same with the second. I don't know. It's um, tough. I yeah. think I kind of enjoy it more when I watch it in bigger chunks because then mm-hmm. it's easier to pick up what they're trying to do, you know? I, I don't know. I'm a binge watcher, we'll though. So I watched all of the 100 in, like, you know, four days. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, um, so with that, I guess The Walking Dead uh, will be put to bed for eight months. Is months. that the, the thing? Yeah. They start yeah. filming soon. Yeah, the summer, I guess. In May, actually. I heard that they've already been starting to bring the actors into Georgia for, like, I guess, um, their, I don't know, getting them ready for the season. I guess probably costumes and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, But uh, I want to say as somebody who rage quit after three um, and then came back, I, I did feel that they have corrected a lot of the problems of the past with their depiction of women and uh, people of color. Though I was sad to see the black men all die. Noah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three, the four three, of, of three of the four. God, yeah, yeah that's right, huh? Jeez. Yeah. One after the other. and Can't I, they kill a white dude? Jeez. <laughs> well, the, their argument is that they are colorblind casting and sometimes they're going to cast people that are going to die that are going to end up being people of color. But I, I think that, that when you have as much of the... When your your viewers are saying... We know when you're going to kill somebody when a black guy shows up and that's going to be wow. a black guy. <laughs> I think you have a problem. That's like put him in yeah. a red shirt, too. You know what I mean? And yeah. I disagree well, with that was... statement. I think all those characters have been transcendent of color or race. I just see people trying to survive and hats off to the show for doing that. That's I mean, they're, that's, they're just a that's... big family surviving. And that's all I see. But but when you have a large a lot of people of color who watch the show who mm-hmm. identify tropes that happen not only in TV, but in books and movies where the black male is expendable. I mean, when you watch a horror movie, you know, the black guy is going to die first. That's why Romero's movies were so revolutionary because the black guy was the lead. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, hey, 
I gave them kudos for well-developed, awesome characters across the board, black, white, whatever color. Um, but I think they need to be more aware of the fact that the minute a black character die, a black male character dies, we know he'll be replaced. Or when a black ca male character shows up, we know he'll be replacing someone who's about to die that's going to be black male. So I think they need to take a little bit more care with that. And if they break that pattern, then I think people will be a little bit more happy about well, it. Well, I, yeah. I just have to say hats off to The Walking Dead for uh, telling us that in the apocalypse, the black man will survive. <laughs> if you're Morgan. A little if while. You're Morgan. Right. A little while. If the white man isn't around, the black man will. So there are more black men around than white men, so hats off to them. I want to give them a lot of kudos, too, for um, developing two characters who have suffered abuse, uh, Carol and Daryl, and being very true to their arcs and for um, developing their female characters a lot more than they did in the first seasons. They've done Amen a really great that. job. Amen I mean, and, and, and it shows, I think, um, the fact that Carol is now probably the favorite character on the show. She's probably at this point kind of bumping Daryl to the side, I think says a lot about the writing and, and massive kudos for that. And the actress too. Yeah. Oh, Melissa McBride has just done a great job. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> just give the woman every award she's eligible I know. for. I, I really hope this year that uh, the walking dead garners some acting. Um, I don't understand you know, why this acting, happened. Uh, nominations. They have some of the, I mean, Andrew Lincoln, you know, Chad Coleman, um, Denai. I mean, all of them are just top-notch actors across the board. They have some of the best people on that show. And I don't understand why they just don't get thrown awards, like, automatically. So Because it's said. zombies. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's a, a subject for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Susan, thank you for having me on. Well, thanks for joining us. And yeah, Eric, Susan, of course, thank thanks for joining so us much. again. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me vent on a show that I really care, you know, care about and enjoy and, and really get sucked into the uh, the characters and really enjoy their arcs. And it's, it's fun to talk about. So thank you. Well, yeah. That's the fun of fandom, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is. So until next time, everybody, geek on.